Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to The Ordinary Black Professionals. I'm Nicole. And I'm Stefan. And today we're talking all things salaries. How much consultants earn, asking people about their salaries, why that's often very, very awkward, and leaving a job to make more money. And in our last episode, we were we were talking about what consultants do yeah. and stuff like that. And I think it's a good opportunity now to start off talking about what consultants earn, the kind of salaries that you can see in um, in this industry let's sort of delve into base salaries and what you can earn as starting off in the industry and consulting right when you come in let's say you come in as a graduate the kind of salary that you're kind of looking at is a lot of people come in in around 25 between 25 and 33 low 30s or something like that is what you can sort of typically see i've noticed in the last couple of years that salaries have been increasing a little bit for mm. starting salaries to come into the industry i think it's just a you know symptom of inflation yeah or something like that salaries going up a little bit but yeah back in when i started it's typically around 25 but yeah. now i'm noticing a lot of people a lot closer to 30. yeah when i started it was around the 28k mark and mm. um, so it was around that so that's the kind of wages salary that you can see when you sort of come into the industry and then as you progress and you get more experience more years under under your belt then you sort of look you start looking at uh mid 30s in in the first couple of years and i think between two to four years you can be looking at you know mid 30s to about even up to 60k but if you're looking at 60 that's pretty it's pretty high. Yeah, so it's between like I would say forty to sixty k with two to four years experience. Yeah, it's probably pretty pretty standard. And again, this is all going to massive, kind of vary massively depending on what company you work at. You know, if they're big or small, if they are kind of specialising in a particular industry. Um, so these are just rough rough guides, rough gauges. That's why the the salary bracket is quite quite a big one. Yeah. I'd say if you're in between that time frame, two to four years, and you're at the higher end, 60s, you're doing pretty well at that point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But, you know, that being said, I know people who have had, you know, three years experience and they're hitting into that 50k bracket. Yeah. So it really does depend on what money moves you've made to be able to 
get that kind of money and also what kind of skills you have and what company you're in. Yeah. And then a few years more, you know, five, maybe five to 10 years, you're getting a few more promotions. And I think between that time, you know, the, the scale gets a bit wider, wider and wider. And you're looking at between probably 50 up to possibly 80K. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. We're talking about pounds here. Yeah, between between there, but I think again, eighty k, probably you know you're closer to the ten year mark, on eighty k. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't necessarily think so. I think it all depends on what what. Uh, again, it, what what money moves you make, and if you're yeah. bouncing around every two years to different companies, you can command more money. Mm. Yeah, you can get those big pay rises, but we'll come to that later on. Yeah. You can earn beyond that as well, you know. Yeah, you can earn more, and importantly, you can earn less. You can earn Do you less. I mean, you can be on yeah. five years. You can have five years' experience and be earning less than fifty k. That's right. After then, I think if you start to look at directors and the, and and MDs and, and partners and that sort yeah. of level, right? They earn well over hundred k. In fact, even below that level, when you look at senior managers, some of them earn over hundred k too, right? Yeah. So that's quite normal in consulting for people to earn that that kind of money. Yeah. Hundred k. If if you are that that senior. Mm. So I think you know probably a hundred and thirty k plus. You know. If you're if you're a director and they've got a lot of responsibility, they're they're yeah. responsible for pretty much everybody else in the business and um yeah a lot of pressure on their shoulders but that's sort of salaries that you're kind of sort of looking at in this industry yeah i would say that these salaries though i think we have to bear in mind that they may be a bit london focused yeah these sun these salaries here are london focused for sure yeah if you're looking at sort of manchester edinburgh you know, you know obviously yeah. they're going to differ slightly they're going to be a lot lower it's going to be lower but yeah in general, and and cost of living will be lower, so it will sort of balance out mm-hmm. most of the time. But um, that's sort of what you're looking at. And and I think when you look at these salaries, it, it's it's a well-paid industry. Yeah, that's so important. That like it's an industry where you know you have some jobs mm-hmm. where there's like a cap. So it, it, you know the highest someone can earn is 50k, and one one man in the company earns, or one woman, one yeah. person <laughs> in the company earns that 50k, and you can only ever get to that position if if that person leaves or retires, and yeah. then someone else can step into that 50k job. Yeah. In consulting, it's just not that everyone, like loads of people, many people can earn 50k, 60k, whatever it is. And it really is an industry where you can, there is no cap on your salary. You can literally earn as much as you like. I mean, within reason, you're not going to earn a million, a million a a month, but you, but there's no cap and like your, you know, the earning potential stops at kind of 70. If you want to earn a hundred, 150 K a year, then you absolutely can. Like it's got that, you've got that scope and that range to do that. Yeah, I think that's what I differs totally so agree. much around consulting. That is and a it really is a very point. highly paid industry. Yeah. You know, most people in the UK don't earn, even Londoners don't earn 50K they're, or 80K. You know, their package is not that much. It's not 40K even. Mm. Um, so that, that's so important when we speak about these salaries and we're throwing out these numbers, which I can imagine to a lot of people listening, 
it is a lot of money, which it 100% is. But in consulting, it's not necessarily, you know, 50K is not the, the, the peak of the peak uh, by any means. Yeah. I spoke to uh, a colleague one time and he told me he was from uh, Rome. He told me that in Rome, the culture is very different to here in the UK. They like to, um, they get a job and typically the culture over there is that you sort of stay in that job for a long period of time. And so the young people may find it difficult to get into the market because there's so many people sort of sitting in their positions right. in these companies. So he said it's better here in the UK because people are more willing to move. Right. People are more willing to try different things in their careers, go to different industries and and those job positions come available. So maybe that's quite a good thing in this culture. Yeah, I mean, I. But that being said, this is quite a a recent thing that people are moving around and they're more open to you know changing jobs quite frequently. When you say I recent, say our, I would say in our parents' generation, it was yeah. you're in a job and you're in that job for life. Mm. Like people in our parents' age are more likely to have been in the same company for fifteen, twenty, thirty years. Because it was they were there, they was getting good money, they was getting they've got a good pension. Why leave? And they may not have had, you know, loads of skills to be able to jump around like that. Whereas nowadays, if you were to be in the company for five years, people would be like, Wow, you were in the company for a really long time. Yeah. When in the grand scheme of schemes, five years isn't you know, it's not a long time to spend in a company. Yeah. As you say, maybe it's more a millennial thing. Yeah. I think, Millennials I are think more so. moving around. After base salary income, you'll typically be looking at the other benefits that will be available to you as a consultant as well, um, or just in the job market. Consultants can can sometimes be paid overtime pay, but it's not always the case. So it's something to sort of consider. Sometimes you get bonuses as well. You get like a joining bonus. Yeah, if you're lucky bonus. as a grad, you'll get that. But even in, it's not even just grads. Some other companies, because they want yeah. you and they want your talent, they're going to give you a, a sign-on bonus. That's not uncommon yeah. for moving around in consultancy. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you get a yearly bonus as well. It depends on the different companies, what they're offering. You know, if they want to attract um, new talent, then they offer these types of things. There are employee share schemes, so any companies maybe they could be publicly traded on the on the stock market, but they can also be privately owned, but and still offer you some shares. I would say though, if there is a privately owned company and they're offering you shares, and just be aware that it's probably not worth a lot until the company is publicly traded on the on the open market. And then those shares will probably boom. And there's other benefits as well, health insurance, life assurance, um, lots of other stuff. And all that stuff makes up the whole package of what you sort of be looking at as your salary. So um, as your pay. So don't uh, just look at the base salary alone as a number. Also consider these other benefits because I would say particularly the employee share scheme. Yeah, I agree. If uh, you've got the opportunity to, to take out shares, I'd highly, highly recommend that you do that. Stefan and I both took out shares when we were in our previous company and they have massively increased from what we originally put in. So would highly recommend out of everything, if you can opt in, to, if you can afford to opt in to pay shares and you can pay the full amount of those, would recommend it because a lot of the time the companies will buy the, you know, when you're opting into that share scheme, you're buying those shares at a reduced rate 
whether it's you know, a 15% discount, 20% discount, whatever it is. So when those shares do go up in value, you're more, well, hopefully they'll go up in value. You're, you're more likely to make money off of them because you did buy them at a discounted rate. Yeah. And that's right, hopefully as well, because they can go down. Yeah, I was about to catch myself there because hopefully, I think as we've seen this year during COVID, things don't always go to plan and yeah. a lot of people's shares drop this year. So, and again, you know, your shares are only worth as much as what you sell them for, which is important to remember. So I guess how does all of this compare to what people earn, you know, what the average um, salaries are in the UK? Because I feel like we're throwing around numbers here, 50K, 40K, 80K, 100K, but how does it compare? Let's make it feel real to people. The average salaries in the UK differs by where you live. In London, the average salary, according to, her, to um, I think it's HMRC data, is Thirty-seven thousand pounds, and the southeast of England is about thirty-two. If you move a bit more north and you look at the northeast, that can be um, twenty-seven thousand pounds. So depending on where you live, the average salary changes. And then I think it's just important to note as well, if we think about UK salaries, just how many people are earning those kind of numbers that we spoke about. So if we kind of think around that forty k mark. Um, we're looking at that's the top 25% of earners in the UK who are earning around that that kind of high 30s, kind of 40 grand mark. And if we're looking at 50K now, that's looking at the top 13% of earners in the UK. And then if we think of kind of around 75K now, that's the top 5% of earners. And all these numbers here, um, that's we've gotten that from the HMRC. So it just kind of put that into perspective. The majority of people in the UK earn around 25k, so that's the top 50% of earners will earn that amount. So really, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. when we talk about these salaries of you know even 25 to 33k for graduate earners, going up to you know 50 um, to 80k for individuals who have that five to ten years experience these are really really high salaries and uh, we really just want to emphasize that we're aware that consultants these are high salaries and we're aware of of that um yeah higher than the average higher than average in the market for for the uk but there are um, careers like this and many other careers as well that offer you these kind of salaries yeah offer you that earning potential yeah have you ever asked someone what they're paid before i have yes (laughs) (laughs) right because i'm asking the question because i'm you know here in british culture is generally taboo to ask somebody that sort of question how much you're paid and that sort of thing yeah it is someone was telling me actually the other day how i can't remember what country it is, but one of the scandinavian countries they actually have everyone's salary published uh-huh. like on a website and it's just like everyone knows each other's salary so you could find out your boss's salary or your colleague's salary and there's no like awkwardness around it because it is just published like shared knowledge mm, i did hear about that yeah i think it, it's it's not that the salary is published it's that the tax returns are public and so through the tax returns you can see what people are earning right okay. and um yeah that's is that a good thing depends it depends <laughs> i think it's 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 a good thing to know 
people's salary because well do you know it all depends if you're comparing someone who's in the same industry as you then yes it's a good thing to know people's salary so you've got an idea of you know where your career can get to in terms of salary whether your colleagues are, are earning the same amount as you whether you're being underpaid or overpaid all that information is good to know so it's good it's good to speak to people in your industry about salaries mm-hmm. why it's not cannot be so good as a people can feel really salty really salty so yeah. whether you're in the same industry or not if i'm on you know 30k and i'm struggling to well not even if you're struggling if i'm on 30k and at 28 28 years old and i've got a friend who's on 70k at 28 years old i may look at that person and be like oh so what did you know how, how come you're on so much more than me and i'm on this salary like it, it can make people feel some kind yeah, of way they feel a way about it yeah and so if you're one of those people then i'd probably say maybe it's just if you go if you want to ask that question really really think about how that's going to make you feel and whenever i've asked someone their salary i've and i've kind of disclosed how much i've earned i've always kind of taken whatever they're going to tell me i'm not going to feel salty about it i may feel salty if i feel like i should be on the same as them but i'm not mm. going to feel jealous towards how much they earn no so we all have to think about like how are you going to handle that information but i think it's really important that people do speak about their salaries more yeah if you if you had asked me this 2 years ago i probably would have said no like not really worth speak like no keep it to yourself you know i don't think, think it's really worth speaking about your salary blah, blah blah but as i'm progressing up more and more and more through my career and i'm doing more research around you know how women don't open up about their salaries and how they're underpaid and then how black women even more don't open up about their salaries and are even more underpaid than their white uh, female counterparts i'm just seeing the importance more and more and more to talk about your salary so you're getting paid what you're worth and you have a general idea of how to negotiate your salary as well when you're moving jobs or asking for a pay rise or whatever it may be yeah. have you ever asked you know how how do you feel talking about your salary do people ask you about how much you earn you know what if i was um talking to somebody who worked in the same industry as me and you know, we did a similar type of thing then i think i would be more happy to talk about my salary oh it, really yeah if I'm talking to somebody, so if who... someone, so if someone asked you, messaged you on chat and was like, "Hey, Stefan," I don't know if it's I'm a message on chat a... thing. It's more of a face-to-face conversation, isn't it? Okay, so now well... you put, so now you put in rules on how someone can ask the question. <laughs> well, at least on Zoom, you know, at least. Okay, so they, so they go, oh, "Hey, can I put?" Because there has time... to be some, there has to be some tone and tact. Okay, do they have? Included. Do you have to know them? Like, do they have to be a friend? Because I've only ever asked people who I consider like people who I'm closer to at work I wouldn't just ask someone who I'm not that close to that is a good question um it would be much easier if I know them in well or reasonably well mm. or at least as a work colleague but if somebody who I'd rarely speak to asked me that hmm Maybe I'd still tell them as long as they would still work in my area, okay. in my business. Or, you so know. if it was someone who didn't, like a family member or a friend, who wanted to know how much you were on. So you obviously don't work in your air, in your industry. Would you be open to tell them that? I think that 
because that is more in my personal life and it leads to sometimes when you mix you know personal life and stuff like that with that information they can go and take that back and, and start feeling it feeling away right yeah, because sure. because they don't work in your area they don't know the type of work you do they make assumptions about how you work if you work hard enough for that kind of money or not <laughs> yeah. or something like that right and so it's yeah, difficult to you're on that much yeah i don't you, even feel like you work that yeah hard. you you work on you don't that much and you get to work from home yeah and, yeah and they're like a builder or something and they're you know they're like work hard and yeah they've got that sort of ethic and working hard means manual labor or yeah. something like that yeah 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 um then then i would be more hesitant to to talk about that because you know they for all i know they earn more than me right but I'm not going to take that risk. If you know so what if I mean. they ask you, you wouldn't ask them? I go by a rule. If I'm not going to, if I don't want to give up that information, personally, mm. I'm not going to ask you for the same information. I, I 100% agree. So if I ask someone, it's because I'm fully expecting that person to ask me the same question back. Yeah. Or even if they don't, I'll just say, because I feel like I need to, if they've opened up so much to me, I feel like I should open up to them as well. So I'm I'm 100% the same. Um, I have to say, in my... There's probably more people at work who... And some of these people at work I do consider to be friends, but there's probably more work friends that know my salary than people who I've known for years. Like, my my own family don't know how much I earn. Like, that's how, that's how taboo talking about your salary is. Hmm. Because it's because it's just so people just do not want to ask the question, and I just find it really interesting. I'll tell you a story. Um, I was with a graduate at the time, uh, kind of sometime last year, and we were talking about student loan. She was saying how much student loan she pays, and our amounts were different because she started uni after me, so she She's paid on the plan two. yeah she paid the nine the nine grand. So she was saying to me, oh, you know, even though well, she was talking to me about how much she pays back in student loan, she asked me how much I pay. So I went over to my pace, I went onto my laptop. It was in a, a private meeting room, so it's just us two in there. So I went onto my laptop, looked up my pay slip to go and tell her how much student loan I pay, had. And just as I'm about to tell her the amount, she just comes over to my screen and she's just about to look at my, my pay slip. So I immediately close my laptop and say, what are you doing? Back away. <laughs> and this is someone who I do consider to be a friend. So I was immediately like, what are you doing? Back away. I'm not showing you my pay. Like, don't look at my pay slip. And we had a big, long conversation around pay and how it's important to talk about your pay and all this other stuff. And even at the end of all of that, I still said to her, well, that's all nice and dandy, but I'm not telling you how much I am. Because I just did not feel comfortable telling her that amount, even though she wasn't even at the same level. As, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just find it so interesting how my immediate reaction was like, step away. And she was like, no, no, it's good. Let's have this conversation. It's good and good and good. Uh, and she's kind of taught me a lot about how it's important to be transparent with, with how much you earn. Um, yeah. On the flip side of that, I've had friends kind of outright ask me how much I'm on. And, you know, they've been on less than me because they've chosen to work in an industry that, that pays less, essentially. Yeah. 
um even though we kind of you know they're, they're similar age we we either did you know made on similar courses at uni or even been at uni at the same time our paths have just led us in different directions so our salary is going to be different yeah and so on hearing the fact that i earn more than them it's immediately like it can, it can feel a bit awkward because they they've i wouldn't say it's jealousy or feeling salty or anything like that but it's like oh wow you know that you know the expert of money allows you to do this or oh mm. gosh I'm never going to be on that because my industry you know it doesn't pay that 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 kind of um, wage for example or, or different comments like that um or, or you know pe- people make comments so if you, if you say something later on down the line we're like oh gosh yeah it's really hard you know money's really tight or something and then they'll turn around and be like but is it though <laughs> it, can't, it can't it can't be as tight as my money because we're you know when i earn, yeah. I earn less your Those struggles little, are, your struggles will never like be equivalent or yeah you know what i mean and which is not right which is not right in my opinion i, I also agree that that's not right because if this is a thing you know even though you may earn 100k it does not mean that you have no money troubles because who knows what your outgoings are? You know, you could be earning 100K, but you've got a six grand mortgage. You know, your mortgage right. could be ridiculously high. You may have kids who are going off the private school, right? You know, whether you agree with that or not, but you've got a lot more outgoings, you can have which debts. means that at debt, you can you have, could have car, you know, your yeah. car could be on a loan, so you're paying 500 pound a month on that. Who knows what it could be? You know, your house is so big, so your bills are high. You know, your water's mad high. Your gas is mad high. Um, or, so your so your I, I would say some some so of that stuff you so mentioned high. is like um, maybe some of it could be brought upon yourself. Like you've got a, a leased car or something. Yeah, like why right? are you paying a five hundred pound a month oh, yeah. for your lease car? But <laughs> do you really do you really need to have like the latest BMW? I mean, there's some people. Okay, you made a hundred k. But you've got four kids, and exactly. you've got your, your work partner from home. doesn't. Your partner uh, doesn't work. Yeah, your partner. So really, doesn't the work. household income is just a hundred k. Yeah. Um, no, I don't use the word just, but it is a hundred k, and and you've got uh, this six grand mortgage or whatever. Yeah, a hundred k before tax. And, yeah. And yeah, you got you, you you need to buy their clothes, and you need to buy yeah. their school stuff, and blah blah. And, and then after all of that, plus the bills, and to feed all these mouths and stuff like that, then. You have mother troubles because you can't afford yeah exactly christmas presents for example exactly everyone's financial setup is different i think a lot of the time people don't take that whole picture into account or a lot of the time they say oh my gosh this person i mean even someone said this oh this person earns all this like 100k i think it was and it's like yeah but their partner doesn't work so Mm. it's not like you've got two incomes of 100k or whatever it is yeah so you have to really take that into account because if you have a couple where one earns you know 50 and the other earns 20 well you've got a household income there of 70 so it's all like it's all just taking it into account you know and not just seeing things on the lens of they earn those money so therefore they must be well off or therefore you know they must be fine because that is just not the case that's not the case no at all not the case at all and i think there's good statistics as well a lot of people in the uk i don't know the statistics in front of me but a lot of people in the uk don't save you know they don't have the yeah. ability to save and you can earn that much money and still not have, no have savings savings yeah um you don't have money for a rainy day and all that sort of stuff okay so question since we've spoken about kind of when people ask you well two questions 
first first question have you ever been surprised when people have asked you how much you earn um, like has it ever taken you back and you've been like oh wasn't expecting that and then therefore not known how to react i think asking that question is so taboo in in the uk that it doesn't happen very often yeah that's true so um i can't really remember a time when someone's asked me that question or it's taken me back or anything like that I, I can't remember a time when someone's directly asked me that question although you asked me a question earlier have i asked somebody what they've been paid i've i don't think i have directly asked somebody what they are paid really no i would i would like to but <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what the reaction many will be. People who I'd love to know how much they're paid. I, I would again, like to know I'm... maybe, you know, in in what I'm doing right now, am I am I fairly paid? I don't I don't know, you know, and I can only know by asking a question. Um, but I I do remember at one point maybe doing a, few, a bit of maths, for example. So, um, if I joined as a graduate, for example, and we've gone through the graduate scheme and I've been there for four or five years, and I want to know whether my colleagues, I've been in the situation, right? I want to know whether my colleagues are earning what I'm earning or similar. Yeah. I don't need to be on exactly what they're on. And so I, I, all I did is ask them, oh, did you get promoted? And Yes, I got promoted. All right. I said, you know, I got a 10% pay rise, and they told me they got 20%. So then straight away, I'm like, all right. So since we started on the same on the same boat yeah, you and you got a 20 percent so i know that right so that was possible to get a 20 percent yeah you know i thought i got a 10 percent. i thought that was good but i didn't know it was possible to get 20 percent yeah and now i know that so this, that's this is, that's as far as i've gone to be fair but that's another just a prime example why it is so important to ask because sometimes you'll be on a salary whatever that is and you're like oh this is good i feel i'm really happy with that i feel you know, grateful to be on the salary that I'm on. I'm able to keep a roof over my head, you know, eat well. I've got some disposable income. I can do, I can do some nice stuff and I can save. I'm sorted. And then you work out that, you know, Samantha from the department, you know, round the corner is actually on 10 grand more than you. And even though that you were happy and content and that your current pay can give you everything you want, it comes down to what are you worth? And so therefore you are, you know, you could potentially be worth the same pay that Samantha's on. Potentially. Although me personally, I don't like direct comparisons. With consulting, it's so hard to do the direct yeah. comparison because with other jobs, maybe you could, I don't know, if you work in a supermarket, you could say um, on the checkout, you yeah. both do the exact same, same thing. thing. There's no discrepancy there. Yeah. But with consulting, you don't do the same thing. And if you have five worth of five years worth of experience, my five years worth, you know, compared to your five years, it's going to be so different. Very different. So it's just so hard to do that light by light comparison to say, well, you know, Stefan's uh, um, is on 40, 40K, I'm on 35, therefore I deserve to be on 40. No. Right. No, that's just not how it works. What value do you bring? What worth do you have? What are your skills like market? Like what are your skills worth on the market? Mm. And, and I think a I, lot I of consultants think... really just fail to get that point, like fail to truly understand it, yeah. and then feel salty because their salary is not what they think it should be. Mm. Like I personally the think value you're when you bring is someone, not as much as someone else's. When you ask someone that Hard question, truth. what are you paid, uh, and, um, and, and then you start doing a comparison in your head, I think you need to consider the fact that we're not all the same. And, and maybe that person 
does something different. It's got a different swag, got a different way that they do things, even though you consider yourself as good as them. Well, maybe you're not. Yeah. You know, just because you consider yourself as good as them doesn't mean you are. Or just because, you know, you see that they do, you know, these things on this project doesn't mean that that's all they can do. Mm. Doesn't mean that you've seen their breadth of skills and mm. abilities and things like that or knowledge. That doesn't mean you're comparable. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, I agree. You just need to, I think personally, I think you need to look at yourself in isolation. You need to look at the market. You need to look at your skills and see what you're potentially worth. Um, and you can do a, a slight comparison with, I think one person is not enough to do a comparison with. I think you need different people yeah. to look at and, 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 and see where, you know, maybe you're actually in the middle of that yeah. group of people and you're like, okay, so I'm sort of in the bracket here. I agree. I agree. What was your second question? I've forgotten what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what was my second question? Oh, the second question was, have you ever felt salty by, like, I know we've just spoken about how people feel and all that other stuff, and you shouldn't yeah. feel salty and or jealous or anything like that, but we're all human. Yeah. And you know, those feelings do come in every now and again. So have you ever felt that way when someone's told you their salary? I would say I have felt it mildly, yes. I've asked someone or, or found out what someone's doing and felt it mildly. And it's not it's not a reflection on them or because of them. Or what no, they it's earn. not necessarily, it's more... a, oh, I don't think you deserve that. No, no, it's no. Ne- it's not coming, it's not like that. It's more, it's more, uh, the fact of what was going on at the time, right? And what was going on at the, t- at the time was maybe um, I felt like I was worth more, mm. and probably part of the reason why I'm asking them that question is because I'm trying to understand what other people are paid to on to gauge where mm. I'm at and whether my feelings are valid, and um. I'm also taking into account the way I have felt about the work that I've done. Mm. Like, um, you know, in the consultant industry, you can put in a lot of effort. You can put in day and night and weekends and all sorts of stuff. And I put in a lot of effort at at times. Yeah. And and I felt like you know I should be valued. I should be paid rewarded in, for in the, the market. Value you, you know yeah. what I think I I should be worth. And um, and someone then tells me that they're on higher than me, and I, and and I realise, hmm, something's not right here, and I and I feel a bit annoyed. Yeah. Maybe it's still a question. And um, to be fair, I don't know what they have done. I don't know whether they have done day night weekends as well, and and yeah, and, you, you and don't know their full better, journey. Better and bigger work than yeah. me and stuff like that. But I felt like you know the the way had it made me feel like the way I had felt before was correct was mm. justified and and so that's the sort of mild what do you call it salty or something like that yeah feeling salty sort of mild mild saltiness that I had <laughs> felt on that um yeah but I didn't I didn't feel it towards them and I, I was maybe I was happy for them that they're, they're yeah on. good on you yeah that's good good get on your them. coin um annoyed maybe for myself. How about yourself? 
I think it's exactly the same, exactly the same. It's been, um, yeah, more probably annoyed um, that somebody is earning more and I feel that, you know, the value that, that I bring or the skills and expertise that I bring is, is, is worth that same amount as well. So, you know, happy for the person that, that they're earning what they're on. Good, 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 good on them. Good for them. <laughs> but, but, but wishing that, you know, my pay kind of was, was similar or reflected the value that I believe that I bring to the company. So, yeah, I think it's exactly the same, really echoing what, what you said. Yeah. Moving on from asking people about how much they're, they're on, what's your thoughts on leaving a job kind of every two to three years to earn more money? Because I have friends who will move jobs every two to three years to make sure they're consistently getting that those big pay rises. When you say will, they are consciously and actively doing yes. it. I remember being in my first consultancy company and a manager saying to me that he consciously moves jobs every two to three years so he can get those big pay rises because in consulting I don't know what pay rises are like if you're not in consulting because I've got no experience of that and I haven't asked people who aren't in the industry but from my experience of kind of my pay rises or when I've left companies or, or people that I know it's like big jumps we're talking about 10 grand jumps, if not more. Maybe, well, I would say probably five five to 10 plus years gaps kind of thing. So I'm interested to know like, what's your thoughts on consciously, consistently, always making sure that you're moving on every two to three years. So you're, like, yeah. I don't want to say chasing the money, but I guess that's why you are moving that is to get more money. So you are chasing after the coin. Pretty much, I think so. I met a guy one time. I barely knew him. I literally met him on the day. And uh, you know how sometimes you meet, um, you know, older guys than you, and, and they feel like it's it, on that first day they meet you, it's time to give their impart their knowledge on you for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I met this guy, and he told me that I need to be moving jobs every six months. Six months. Yeah. And I was like, what? what are you talking about? I barely, if I, if I, no. I barely passed my probation then. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you need to move every six months. Don't waste time, blah, blah, Keep applying for jobs. And I get it. I think some people really um, keep applying for jobs and they want to keep their eye on the market, always see what's out there and things like that. Maybe there's something better. But personally, I think the grass is not always greener. And there's certain things I value. I value... Um, working in a place where I feel comfortable um, working in a place where I feel uh, I, I have some affinity with the, with the values that they hold working in a place where I'm happy to come I feel happy to come to work every day yeah important things because you spend yeah. so much time at work I spent you spend your whole life at yeah. work right so it's not right for me to go to work and not feel those things mm. I mean, look at when I was working out of, you know, out of London in hotels Monday to Friday. I was at work. Yeah. I, I saw work people more than I saw my family. I mean, and I continue to see work people more than I saw my family. <laughs> so, and, and that's not going to stop. You know, you're going to have kids. You're going to have, you know, family and all that sort of thing. And you're still going to see work people more than your family. So it's not right for me to 
to not feel at home or well, not at home but feel comfortable at work yeah i agree uh, so i value those things and for that reason i won't leave a job every two to three years if i feel those things unless the pay rise is very significant one and two the next job that i'm going to i feel like um, I could feel those things, and I would have done my due diligence to at the interview stage, and yeah. uh, and, that, and the research on the company, and that sort of thing. Because I think yeah. what this comes down to is what is your motivator, like what drives you. And I think money for some people is a motivator, mm. but I think that quickly wears off. Well, for me, Do you know I, I, mean? I like, always say that is if... never a motivator because it, it, no, but it, it is, it's, it's, it's a you... short-term motivator. Yeah. It's, it's just too short term. By the time you've done three months in the job, okay, you've got this money, but it, it what 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 joy does that give you? What you know what I mean? It, uh, it's a couple of things. I almost feel like it depends on if it you, depends on how much money I guess. It depends on how much money, and it depends on what your like. Is it a means to an end? Like, what's your long term go- goals? So if I knew that by the age of thirty I wanted to retire, or I wanted to buy a house, or you know I'm doing something for my family for my kids for my husband then yes maybe making money moves and leaving a job every two to three years is you know it fits into my wider goal I'm making that sacrifice for you know the good of the family whatever you know financial goals that may be but if you're just doing it to run after money you don't really have that in mind for me personally it's not something that I've that's not how I've I move that's not how I work Mm. it may it may be that two to three years pass and I just naturally feel that I've outgrown the company and I want to make a, a move mm-hmm. and I, I wouldn't that. consciously do it because I want to it may be that I want to make a move I've outgrown the company I want different stuff and I want more money and it's all together yeah but if I'm perfectly happy at my company and they've given me what I need I'm not going to leave my job just like just for more money yeah yeah well, i'm not gonna and, and if, to my, if my company to tempt me it's got to be significantly more significantly and then more. i have to still go and do the due diligence checks on those other things that, that yeah. i value because i'm and not if gonna... it doesn't meet that then and then i can't go even if it's significant money and i tell you why it's because i had an experience in in the past where i worked for about six months for a company and all those things that i talked about the values and and the things they care about and how they treated people were not there. Yeah, and you right? were on good money. And and it just I couldn't take it. Yeah. After six after six months, I couldn't take it, and I had to leave. Because and you could have been on if someone paid you a hundred k, a hundred and fifty k, would you have stayed? No, no, I couldn't continue. So this thing, money. Not all money is good money. I'm a firm believer of that. Yeah. And if it's interfering with your mental health and your well being, then it's just not. It's just not worth it. It definitely was interfering with that. For me, I agree. Like, if my current company is giving me that work-life balance, the, you know, I've got different opportunities and all that other stuff, I'm not going to move to another company where I could be earning 10, 15, 20 grand more and not get that work-life balance. Mm. It's just not going to happen. And in actual fact, there's a person that I sort of know and she was working in a company as a grad on about 28k or something like that 
and she got promoted and onto the next level and went on to about I think it was like 36k or something like that so like a really good pay rise yeah and however she felt like she was a don she felt like she was a ship yeah and felt (laughs) and decided to move to another consultancy company where the starting salary for grads now this was a this is a completely different type of consultancy because they're more um do a different type of work but their starting salary was actually 50k so this was a this is a company for the grads. That, for the grads. So this is so actually no, I'd tell a lie. It was forty five k. For the grads. Month. Yeah, for the wow. grads. And you got a sign on bonus and a company car and obviously a laptop and a phone. Mm. And she went and made the money move. And she's been there for about a year now. And I hear that she absolutely hates it because for that whole year she's been working out of town like in Cornwall or somewhere mm-hmm. away from family and friends and absolutely hates it and is out of town Monday to Friday and it's really intense people they expect you to work super long hours and she just doesn't like it right but again she made the money move because she wanted to buy a house yeah and I can understand that but I I also think sometimes that you can make the money move and feel happy yeah you know? I don't think it has to be one or the other. I don't think yeah. you just sacrifice your happiness for more money. Yeah. I don't know. People yeah. may no, have mixed, people may have what mixed it is views on that. Yeah, it's difficult you if you've the, got... You take the first job you get sometimes. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, and Which is not a good trait to do. But, you know, if it's right, it's right. But if it's wrong, you need to you need to see those red flags, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what it is sometimes. And, the, and you end up in these positions. Yeah. But if you spend a bit more time it's possible. I agree. But I think also sometimes people feel like, oh, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's, there's people would, there's two extremes. People either put so much weight on salary money. So it skews what they see in the market and excuse their perception, or they put absolutely no value, no weight on money. And right. I don't, I don't understand those people. I don't understand those people who are like, oh, I don't really care how much I'm on as long as I'm just, you know, doing what I love. Or, oh, I don't really care how much I'm on, you know, as long as I'm on you know, a minimum of this and I'm fine. Like, oh, I don't really, I'm not, I don't really strive for that stuff. Right, because you'll My be, mind those is people blown by that. I cannot under, understand underpaid. that. You're chronically underpaid. And then it means that, like, I know money's not everything. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Don't come for me, people. But what I'm saying is money, whether we like it or not, gives you opportunities and access and breathing space for things. Mm. And the moment that you don't have that money, the moment you can't pay your bills and you can't pay your mortgage. The world closes in on you. Yeah. You feel it. You yeah. feel it. And if you haven't been in that position, then I think it's hard for you to emphasize on what, how, what, you know, what that really feels like it can be a really suffocating lonely place so i just think that i don't understand people who who wouldn't want to have the freedom that money brings that's right and we're not have the savings about, in the bank account we're not talking about you know being a, a rapper or being rich no or i'm not talking like about that. you we're know just, earning we're just yeah. talking about you know salaries that are within people's um grasp, grasp you know, yeah depending on your industry and, and things like that so yeah totally agree so would you if if the price was really good, would that tempt you to leave? Someone was going to earn, like, give yeah. you really great money, whatever well, that I mean, may be. If the price is right, the price is right, right? You could. Everyone's you could, got a if, price. No, no. If it, everyone's got a price. If the price is right, you're right. You're gonna you're gonna 
be able to talk to me and we're going to have a chat. But the grass has to be green, right? Maybe not green now, but it's got to be green on the other side. So I need to check if the grass is green. I need yeah. to check if it's work that I want to do, if it's good for my career, if it gives me that sense of um, happiness of, or, or I'm not going to say happiness. It's not like I walk into work every day smiling, but satisfaction that I need to get from work. Yeah. And it's interesting because sometimes I think, oh, would I want to do a career change? And I'm really passionate about diversity and inclusion. Would I want to take a job in that industry? Mm. Uh, kind of being a DNI lead um, full time um, in another kind of company or you know, kind of really specializing in that area because I am so passionate in it. I'm always drawn back to the fact that I wouldn't want to leave. I, w- I wouldn't want to move into another role that I've got no experience in and go down in my salary. Yeah, you know I mean, because I, mean, I feel like the once you're there, salaries as well. Like once you once you're on a high salary, you can't go down. You know what I mean? And, and until you're near retiring age or something like yeah. that, nobody wants to go back down. And you because... know what? I remember having this conversation with someone. I think she worked at RBS and she said, the thing is, she's exactly the same thing. She goes, the thing is, um, she, her, I don't know what her salary was, but she said she's on a good salary, she's on a high salary and she feels locked in. Yeah. She feels like she cannot leave because she's not going to be able to get that anywhere else. She was a change industry, change profession. Yeah. So she has to say. And that's exactly what salaries do. They lock you in so you feel like I cannot move. Because what happens is, is that you will, your standard of living will match your salary. That's right. It, so it's the a, moment it's a dangerous, you drop, yeah. you're like, crap, I can't, I can't continue my standard of living. I can't have the same, like, smoked salmon or, or car or whatever it is. And it's not even those things. So if you've got children and stuff like that then you need to uphold their standards yes like, 100% that's you can't one, afford to drop right? and if you have a and mortgage, then number two is the mortgage or rent it, once you're earning a certain amount then most likely you're going to be you know maybe you would have recently got on the property market try to get a house that matches that type of income that you yeah. have and once you do that you've got to maintain those payments otherwise yeah. you're losing the roof over your head yeah. and so now you're trapped you need to make that much money minimum or you know you're going to struggle yeah so now you're stuck in your job unless you can find another one which will pay you the same and and sometimes um that's very difficult to find once you start making you know a bit more money it can be difficult to find those jobs 100 percent, 100 percent. couldn't agree more couldn't agree more those jobs where the grass <laughs> is also green on the other side yeah because i think as you go up and up in your career you have more and more criteria that you want that company to yeah, to match that's right it could even be things like maternity leave oh i want the company to pay me ex maternity and this is leave. why we'll, all of that we'll stuff back to what we said at the beginning when we said the whole package is important not just yeah. the base salary right like you say maternity leave is a, is a good one the employee share scheme overpay um, overtime pay bonuses Yearly bonus, right, is actually a really big one and important to a lot of people. That a lot have of people I of know won't move to a company unless they give them a yearly bonus. Yeah. Because, and that is mainly because every year they're used to getting, they're used to getting that. Whereas I'm not used to getting a yearly bonus. So for me, mm. if I got it now in a new company, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's that's a nice bonus, that's a nice extra. Yeah. But it wouldn't be a some. It, it's not a mandate. It's not on my criteria. 
but I 100% know people where it is because they're, they're so used to yeah. getting a bonus every year. And they feel that they should be entitled to it as well. And fair enough, because, you know, for the year, you would have contributed significantly to mm. the business, um, to their profits and stuff like that. So you want something you want back. want a share of the right? pie. Yeah. And if I'm not getting uh, the share scheme, if I'm not getting dividend out of that, then I need a bonus mm. yearly, you know maybe based on the company performance or, or something like that do you know what actually now you're going into it i think it is just it's just so important to think about that overall package the overall package is vital because it makes such a difference as to what your yeah it makes such a difference because mm. uh, i'm just thinking of people that i know who they get their base salary which is a good strong base salary for their years of experience they then get the option to opt into shares they get a, a yearly bonus based on co- uh, company performance and then on top of that they get the gym subsidy the health insurance the life insurance mm-hmm. the extra kind of you know they have it like different extra perks whether that be discounts at different retail stores or anything like that so it's all all of that just mounts into your overall package and if you work somewhere and you get no shares and you get no bonus and you get no gym subsidy it's just a little bit like, okay, well, what am I getting? <laughs> what am I getting? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. What am I getting? And is there somewhere else who will offer the same work-life balance, the same culture for the same money? Mm. And I think us as specifically black people need to not be afraid to to look around and really think about what am I worth? Can I get that elsewhere? I mean, I know now, right now in COVID times, this is very tricky and not all it, you know, obviously it's companies aren't thriving like they used to so maybe not so much now but in a normal climate in a normal normal time then it is to really think about what am I like what else on the market is there you know maybe I this is the, this is the time where I do need to make those money moves yeah so I feel like we kind of answered this already mm-hmm. um, but one question that we asked the our Instagram followers is if you had to work long hours for more money, but you could retire at 35, are you going to take the job? Mm. And I feel like we've kind of alluded to what our answers would be a little bit. But for those of you who don't follow us on Instagram, our followers basically said that they would take the job if it meant that they could retire at 35. So majority of people said yes. Oh, really? The majority? Okay. The majority said yes. And those who said no, we reached out and was like, hey, what's your reasons for that? Because just just interested. And what people came back and said was, you may not live until you're 35. So yeah. you're going to you could work and work and work and yeah. then, you know, drop dead at 30. And then you haven't had that work life balance. People said that life is for living and for enjoying, yeah. not for working like a dog to get money. Um, and that they didn't want their life you know, up until 35 to be so consumed with work. Those are basically the three common things that people said. Yeah. So, Steph, what's your thoughts on that? I I'm, feel like I'm, your answer is, is a no as well. I feel like you're <laughs> siding with those people. I'm with those people, you know. I cannot um, work myself um, for that, you know, I think it was like 12-hour days or something like that for, the, for that long up until I'm 35 
Hagen on Ward. Yeah. Ward. You can tell when people when people are stressed or they've worked long hours, yeah. it shows on their face. <laughs> it ages them. I mean, have you never been in a call with someone and they just have the stress just written on their face? You're like, yeah. gosh, man, you look bad. <laughs> you look bad. I'm not, not, not oh, I've, been, say... I've been up all night. Not, yeah. I haven't slept all night because I've been stressed or I've been up all night working. And you're like, yeah, and I can tell. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm totally with these people. Um, I would, I would not do it. Not be worth it for me. What do you think? So I'm originally I was like, yes, I'm taking the job. And then when our followers said you know, gave the reasons that they gave, I was like, well, maybe, maybe it's a no. So but you have to bear in mind, like right? I'm thinking, you can if it's bear 12 in mind, you have to, you can retire at 35, right? Which is very young to retire. But personally, I think it, for me, it's probably too young to retire. Like, um, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? No, 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 no. No? No. If, if, because think about it, if you, if we won the lottery and we got 100 mil, yeah. am I working on Monday? No. Handing them my notice. I'm off. I'm off. That's, I'm off. <laughs> Like, no doubt in my mind, if I won a million tomorrow, sorry, a hundred million tomorrow, I'm handing in my notice Monday morning. Well, they know that now, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I would be very surprised if anyone was like, actually, I'm just going to keep on working. I just love it so much. No, handing in my notice. Then I can decide, you know, is this something that I even really want? Like, obviously, I enjoy being a consultant, but I've now I've got a hundred mil. I've got yeah. options. I don't even have to live in this country if I didn't want to. I could have houses in every continent if I wanted. Yeah. Do I really want to spend my whole year here working when I could be over in Barbados? Mm. So I think. Yeah, no, you're, you know, you're right. Yeah. So I, mean, the, I, could, so you I can, could find things to do. You can find though. things to do at 35. <laughs> yeah. I would probably still end up working though in some way. Like I'll probably like start a business and, and do my own thing. Do whatever I, you want I with I 100 do. mil. But. Um, start your own property business. Yeah, but I would not work for an employer if I was no. that rich. No, neither would I. Neither would I. Start my own clothing, like anything. So the option of retiring at 35 sounds very appealing. Yeah. And if you can retire at 35, that means that you've got enough money to live off. Like whatever money you've made has been is so much that you can now live off that money for the rest of your life. And you're, I'm going to assume you're mortgage free. Because you don't need to work. Because most people work to pay off their mortgage or yep. to have some disposable income. So yeah, it's a it's a funny one. But then that for thirty five, I mean how I'm in twenty eight. So what is that? Seven years of twelve hour days. I mean I was working very long hours earlier this year, and it it wasn't it wasn't good. I was starting to age. The black I was mean... starting to crack. <laughs> <laughs> I have worked long days and nights before, but yeah, not for for years, not for years on end. But yeah, it's it's it. No, nah, I don't. I don't even know. By the time I reach thirty five, I'll probably be looking sixty at that point. Yeah. To be fair, though, I don't probably, know if I still uh, want no, you anymore. To be fair, <laughs> we'll be exaggerating <laughs> because you know there are countries that do that already. Like um, I think it's in China. They they work seven seven long days hours. a week. They work seven days a week. Um, longer hours than we do, I think, 
and definitely in India they work I think it's nine hour days like yeah they work very minimum long, long like days. over there so um it's a hypothetical question but yeah it's uh interesting to see some of the responses on our Instagram for some some of our followers for sure for sure and if you're listening to this and you don't already follow us on Instagram, give us a follow and you can get involved in more of the, con- the conversations that we ask people. Mm. So you can follow us at Ordinary Black Professionals. That's right. So, yeah, I think we've covered everything there in terms of kind of the overall salaries that people earn at uh, in the consulting industry and also kind of the, the additional benefits that they get whether that's a bonus or a share scheme or health insurance life insurance whatever it may be overall package talking about your salaries the pros and the cons of that mm-hmm. let us know you know give drop us an email if you if you've had any successes at talking about your salaries we'd love to hear love to hear your story yeah, with your friends family colleagues yeah it'd be really yeah. interesting to hear those stories and we can and if you feel comfortable we can talk about that on air um kind of read, read your letter on air and talk about that and then also kind of the thoughts on leaving your job every two to three years and, and working really hard so you can retire at 35 so we've kind of given a perspective on that mm. that money is not everything but it is important and so it has to be taken into consideration when looking for a yeah, job yeah definitely yeah yeah and and, and the whole package and the whole package yeah exactly exactly so we'll leave it there Again, you know, get in touch with us if you've got any kind of comments on on this episode of salaries, if you want to share your own stories about talking of salaries. And we will catch up with you next week. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Bye. If you have any questions or dilemmas, email us on ordinaryblackprofessionals at gmail.com or we can be found on Instagram and Twitter at ordinaryblackprofessionals. Also, don't forget to follow us, subscribe, and leave a rating and comment. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.